Okay, we are becoming imitators of God. We are imitating the work of the original entrepreneur of God himself. So wrap this around your head. If you are a kingdom entrepreneur, your creativity, what you are bringing to the world is not a worldly purpose. It's not done for your blessing and your ability. You are doing it in imitation, in imitating the original creator, the first entrepreneur, God. The King's Council helps you discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents and abilities. In order to leave a legacy, you need to live your legacy of excellence through the five power pillars, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and financial. Now, our programs are specifically designed to give you the blueprint and strategies that you need to gain an edge in the most important areas of your life. Join us in creating the next wave of kingdom entrepreneurs and become the CEO of your life by visiting kingscouncilcoaching.com and connect with one of our team members today. To download our Kingdom Money Principle Cheat Sheet, text the word MONEY to 727-472-3860. Again, text the word MONEY to 727-472-3860. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek. And we are going to continue along this theme of entrepreneurship, specifically Kingdom entrepreneurship. And I had fun on on last week's episode. So I thought, man, I'm going to just keep it going along these lines just because diving into entrepreneurship, as I mentioned in that episode, it's just fun. It's just, I just love discussing this and understanding that God was the first entrepreneur. If we look at it as what entrepreneurship actually is, it's to undertake. But what does that actually mean? We are undertakers. The word entrepreneur is thrown around a lot in the world and what it actually is, it can kind of be sometimes hard to define. And I would actually submit that an entrepreneur is really anybody that undertakes that task at hand. Okay. And if you're thinking about it from a business standpoint or for those purposes of business, I would say that an entrepreneur is willing to create and take a risk in that creating process for creating something new for the good of others. There's kingdom entrepreneurship, and then there's you know secular entrepreneurship we talked about last week. And if you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and listen to that. I would encourage you to hit pause on this thing. Go back, listen to that one first, because I want to continue through this and really tie into the fact that God being the first entrepreneur, the creator of everything, also then tying into this how the Trinity, okay, so the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, how that is encompassed within this understanding, this concept, and how God gives us the tools, the abilities to act as an entrepreneur. That's the the reality of it. It's God that gives us anything and, and everything. He is the ultimate creator. We own nothing. If you have a business, your mindset and understanding, your heart's disposition is that God owns it. You're simply stewarding it, and you are operating it. You are managing it on behalf of him for the purpose of creating something new for the good of others, okay? And you have the ability to create a tremendous amount of wealth in that process, 
And if you're stewarding that appropriately for the kingdom, that's how we can get into this cycle, this kingdom concept, this understanding of why we're doing anything, why as as a kingdom entrepreneur, and I believe if you're listening to this, I hope that that is your heart. And if not, continue to listen because I'm going to challenge you on this and, and why I believe as entrepreneurs. And really, if you're in the church right now, if you are a faithful member of a church, you're tithing faithfully and you still feel like there's more, like there's got to be more. Is this all I'm created for is to make money, to tithe, to maybe give you know a little above and beyond and live a good life, a comfortable life? You're feeling like that's, that's just not fulfilling for you. Amazing, because that was me, right? That has been me. And it's like, okay, we're called to so much more, which is the ultimate, the vision back to why King's Council was even created with this mission, this vision, this purpose from the very beginning of what we're about. Okay. And we teach biblical principles on how to create, how to build wealth. And as we're adding, as we're growing, we're adding in amazing alignments on how to steward that wealth, how to use money as a tool for it to continually be used for the kingdom. Okay, money does not own us. We are God's product. We are God's workmanship. Money is simply a tool and we are operating, we are stewarding on behalf. We are operating the tool that God has given us to walk in the God-given calling, to fulfill the vision, the mission, the purpose that he has given us, okay? That's kingdom entrepreneurship. That's what we're doing here. As we dive into this again, continue to dive into this, the definition of entrepreneurship, kingdom entrepreneurship is basically, we go back to the original creator of the universe, the very first entrepreneur in Genesis, in which as he was a creator first, before he even mentioned his omnipresence, before his vastness, his love, his grace, his alpha and omega. It is just that he created. He was the first entrepreneur. The earth was formless. It was empty. It was void. And he created. He spoke it into existence. And then six days later of creating, okay, he brought forth the heavens, the earth, day, night, morning, sky, land, earth, vegetation, the sun, the moon. There was day, there was night. Okay, all the animals and then man. And then he gave us that creation, that mandate to go forth, to be fruitful, to increase in number, to fill the earth, to subdue it, to rule over the fish and the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. That is our creation mandate as entrepreneurs. Again, we are to be productive, produce a product or a service, increase in number, reproduce that product or that service fill the earth, distribute that product or that service, and then subdue it, dominate, control the market. That is our kingdom mindset, our mandate on how we are to operate as kingdom entrepreneurs on this earth. That's what we do. Okay. Very simple definition. Now it takes a lot of work to make that happen, but we were called to work long before the fall. Work is actually us co-creating something with God who's already given us anything and everything that we needed to create. And then as we unpack this today, I want to talk about how we can create. If we just continue to read through Genesis and then into Exodus today and how the Trinity is really involved in this creative process of, of entrepreneurship
as well. So walk with me on this, guys. Maybe run a little bit, sprint, catch up, keep up if you can, because I love talking about this. So we know that God was the original creator. So where does the Jesus, the Son, fall into this? Where does the Holy Spirit fall into this? We're going to go fast forward from Genesis into Exodus 31 to be exact. Okay, I'm going to read the first five verses here. It says, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. That's Exodus 31. I encourage you to read the whole book if you would like, but I want to take this passage right here because this is just kind of like you're reading through Genesis, Exodus, they're wandering through the wilderness, and then there's the calling to create the tabernacle, okay, the tabernacle of the Lord. And this obviously had to be an incredible calling, we'll call it, or how about a responsibility that these guys were a Bezalel, they were basically instructed. They were God's first contractors. How about that? God wanted them to create the tabernacle. The tabernacle was meant to actually be like the physical place in which God met with his people, home to the Ark of the Covenant. And this is where God inscribed the Ten Commandments. Okay, And then God had to choose. I mean, he could have probably just snapped his fingers and created it, right? But no, God already did his creating. He created everything that we needed. So what God did then was choose Bezalel to do that work in creating the tabernacle. But, and here's the big but, before he gets to work, before he chooses Bezalel to actually do it and make those, we talked about the artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to gauge in all kinds of crafts. We're told here that first, that God had to fill Bezalel with the Spirit of God. Interesting, right? So before he did all of that work, he had to be filled with the Spirit of God. Why? It was because he had to be filled with the Spirit of God in order to create. Okay, God being the first entrepreneur, the source of all creativity, the originator of everything, we needed that creative power. We need it as humans. We need that creative power because God created everything that we needed from the get-go. The originator, the original creator also created our ability to co-create with him. Okay, so in order for us to do so, Bezalel had to be filled with this spirit, okay, in order to co-create, to have the ideas, the wisdom, the understanding, the knowledge to be able to co-create. He needed, we needed his creative power. So if you are a kingdom entrepreneur, when we create as entrepreneurs, when whether you're an entrepreneur or not, think of yourself as an entrepreneur or not. Anytime we're creating, we're entrepreneurs, right? When you and I create something, when we launch a new business, when we plant a garden, when we write a new book, writing a poem, we are painting a picture, coloring something, we're anything that we are creating. We aren't doing it 
for the world. We aren't doing it for a secular purpose. Okay, we are becoming imitators of God. We are imitating the work of the original entrepreneur of God himself. So wrap this around your head. If you are a kingdom entrepreneur, your creativity, what you are bringing to the world is not a worldly purpose. It's not done for your blessing and your ability. You are doing it in imitation and imitating the original creator, the first entrepreneur, God. Just an incredible thing just to think about that. God gave us creative power. So anything that we are creating, we are doing it for him, on behalf of him, with him, because we have been filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, we are working with with the Spirit of God to create. That's what he's given us. When he breathed air into our lungs, we now have that creative power. It's incredible to really think about. So that's, that's Exodus. And again, chapter uh, 31, I encourage you to just reread that. It said before Bezalel created, he had to be given the spirit to do so. Okay. And then as we continue to just read the Bible, we're understanding, okay, we did a lot of stupid things, a lot of, uh, you know, reading through the Old Testament and then all the time that passed. And then all of a sudden we're introduced to the New Testament. Okay. And this is where Jesus comes on the scene. Okay. And when we think about this, so there's four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And they're called the gospels because there's essentially, there's a lot of overlap between each one of these and what actually took place. Okay. And Jesus's time here on earth and then leading up to dying on the cross and then ultimately the resurrection. Okay. Each of these chapters is, has a different author, a different viewpoint of what took place, which I think is unique, but just knowing that there's so many, while there's different perspectives that was taking place, there's just uh, so many overlapping truths throughout each of these gospels. Before we dive into that, I'm going to take you back to this. Last week, I talked about our creation mandate, okay, to go forth, to be fruitful. I want to just touch on this one more time here before we dive into our relationship with Christ and how that is so relevant as an entrepreneur, which I think a lot of us may just overlook. Okay, now if we go back to Genesis 1.28, again, it said to be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food and to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath of life in it. I give every green plant for food. And it was so God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning on the sixth day. Okay. So that's Genesis 1, 28 through 31. So that's our, our mandate. We know that God's given us everything to create. When we step into co-creating with him, we've already been given everything. This is how everything has been, has evolved and evolved in in an essence that, that we've created first the horse and buggy. Okay. And then maybe the train, the locomotive, the vehicle, and how that's all kind of evolved in the process. Not that all of that was already there. It's just our creative power given by God, the Holy Spirit, has given us the ability 
to create new and bigger and better things over time. I just think that that's just so fascinating. Everything, there's nothing new under the sun. Okay, now we may invent new ideas, but it's still stemming from what God created within those six days. Every single thing, every single thing. We fast forward from what was created in Genesis through Exodus. We understand the spirit was given to us to be creative. And now we're, we're looking at Christ. This is so important, which is the Trinity and understanding this. Because if we go back to the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there is nothing within the first 12 years of Jesus's life that's like given to us other than he was born in the manger, right? And then all of a sudden when he's 12, the age of 12, that's the first it's actually Luke chapter 2, verse 49, the first recorded words of Jesus in the Bible. He's in the temple, and his mom, come, Mary's coming looking for him, like, where are you at? And he says, woman, I'm about my father's business, which I love that because it's just like, don't you know that I, I have to be about my father's business? Okay, so there's such little detail between those ages of 12, what is it, 18 years later, he's 30. And that's when we begin to understand or start to learn about his public ministry, okay, that, that three-year ministry that is recorded within the Gospels. Okay, so it's like, what the world happened between 12 to 30? That's 18 years. That's a good chunk of time. I can't help but think like, this is God, fully God, fully human, living on earth for 30 years not sinning. He's perfect. I mean, what in the world? 30 years we're talking here. I just think it's so interesting that this huge chunk of time that we don't necessarily know a lot about, but we do know a couple things here. We do know that he was a carpenter. Okay. So he was an entrepreneur. And this is what I just love. Why I think this is just so remarkable. It's that the only thing we really know is that he was an entrepreneur. It's all the Bible really tells us is that literally half of his life was doing the work of entrepreneurship was creating. He was a carpenter. And I just think that that's so important in understanding that we have God, the Father, the Creator, the Holy Spirit that gives us the ability to be creative. And then the Son, Christ, is here on earth creating, fully human. He's creating. And I just think there's just such a, a beautiful dynamic with like this that's the Trinity. Ultimately, Jesus came to redeem us, to save us. Okay, that was his purpose for coming to earth. And when I think about that, it's like, well, why did it take 33 years? I, I don't know. Why did it take 30 years until it was his, finally, it was like now the public ministry, and this is what's going to be recorded within the Bible. I don't know. I'm sure there's some people that are much smarter than me, theologians, that could probably give some understanding to that. But it's just so interesting that he was a carpenter. He worked for a living. He had to create products and services, which I bet they were really freaking good, right? It's like, if you want a carpenter, I'm hiring Jesus, right? Man, I know I've hired some not great carpenters here where it's like, can you just do what you say you're going to do? It's all I'm asking for here, right? But if you think like, man, the dude had to make the most epic tables. He had to make the most incredible chairs, because he's God, but he's fully man at the same time. He was operating as an entrepreneur here on the earth. You know that he was charging for those products and services. Gotta believe, right? He had to eat. He had to make money to buy food, to have a shelter. Okay, He took that on. So he was providing a product or service to make money to live his life, right? He was an entrepreneur and he did that for half of his life. 
And I just think it's so interesting that God, that's what God did, what he chose to do. You think like he would just be sending his child here to be born of a virgin, number one, like that's just, okay, that's, that's a miracle, right? But he didn't necessarily grow up in this privileged home or like didn't even like live with a, a priest, right? Didn't live like with what you would think would be just righteous and royalty even during that time, let alone now. He was placed in a community. He was placed to be an entrepreneur and he lived his life. Heck, I don't even know what the math on it is, but what 85% of his life was working. It's just so interesting to me to think that he just came here and he created, he worked as we work right now, creating goods and services for other people, for the good of other people, right? And if you think about how we even started this episode, when God created for six days, he created, he created, he created, he created. And I just think that at the end of that six days that it was done, okay? From there, he did not create anymore. Six days, it was very good. He stopped creating on that sixth day of work. And God left, essentially, left us an undeveloped, uncultivated earth to work. And he called us to be co-creators with him to produce, to be fruitful, to fill the earth, to reproduce it, right? To replenish it, to distribute it, and then ultimately to subdue it, to take dominion. I just think that it's just so crazy to me that then he even sent through that process, okay, sent his son to save us, to redeem us from the destruction that we caused. And he still just sent him here to do what we do not in any privileged or high ranking way, but he just sent him here as an entrepreneur. And I just want to encourage you as an entrepreneur, know that we're not operating secularly. We're not operating in the world. There's nothing less than about what we do. If you think your heart is ministry, but you know you're an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur. Like Because here's what I want to get from this, guys, and take away from this entire episode is that God created us to be entrepreneurs. Okay, if you have that heart and that drive in you to create, to, and you have that, that ability to produce wealth, to create money, to be creative, not create money, okay, but create a product or a service that generates money, okay, you don't have to be a full time missionary. You don't have to be a pastor to think that, you know, you have to be that to be in ministry. You are in ministry no matter what you do whatever you're creating, whatever you're working with, you are in ministry. It's not less than to think like, I'm not a true servant for God if I don't go to Bible school and I don't actually pastor a church. No, I would argue that your impact is so much more valuable in the marketplace, acting on his behalf through your business tree than any sort of church, than any sort of walls that are you know, a building that are propped up for probably actually preventing or at least maybe deterring people from even wanting to go in there solely because of the representation that a lot of Christians actually have, which, man, I could go on a whole nother episode on that. I'm not going to, but understand that we are to go to the world. We are to go to the nations. We are to go. Okay. We aren't called to be in a building and preach messages. While that's great, okay, it's great to understand teachings and understand the word of God and peel it back and 
be in prayer and be in worship together. But no, remember, our worship isn't Sunday service music. Our worship, our work is our worship. Back to the original in Genesis 2.5, the first word for work, avada. Avada, I believe it was. A-B-A-D-A, but pronounced avada. That word work, a Hebrew word of work, is actually, it's found elsewhere, means worship. So when we work, we are worshiping God. So I don't want you, if you're an entrepreneur and you think that you are any less than in God's eyes, I would absolutely smack you upside the face right now if we were in person, because that is not true. You are created in his image as a creator to go forth, to fulfill that great commission that he's given us, that entrepreneurship commission, and you are doing it. So congrats. Now, We want to do it with everything that we do, with all of our heart, everything that we do, we're doing it for the Lord, not for man or our glory or anything, but for his glory. We are doing the work for his glory and for the good of others, glorifying him while we're creating from what he has already created. Okay. That is our call as kingdom entrepreneurs. We are fulfilling God's calling on our life. We're fulfilling the covenant, the calling on our life if we are operating within our kingdom entrepreneurial spirit, our mode of how we are being fruitful, how we are being productive, okay, how we're reproducing, how we're filling the earth, and how we're subduing and taking dominion. That is our calling as kingdom entrepreneurs. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. If you loved what you heard, give us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You can also watch this episode and much more on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash King's Council Coaching.